Well, welcome to the Live to Shoot podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 14 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment, or I might throw in a sports story or something else going on in my life. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is July 24th, almost end of July, and it is still blazing hot here in Texas. We have been just consistently over 100 degrees, and it's truthfully, it's, it's wearing me out. And uh, we just could not take a break. Had to just pop on and at least get something out there because, you know, it was right at one month ago that the Supreme Court made the decision, released the decision on the Bruin case, which essentially said that the Second Amendment is an individual right that shall not be infringed to keep and bear arms flat out. And that anything that did not allow for that was unconstitutional. Pretty simple. And now, shortly, a few days right after that, the Senate and the House released a bill that, in my opinion, was unconstitutional. It infringed on our rights. It basically expanded the background check for people under 21. It put in some other measures and redefined what it is to be a dealer and did all those things. So, you know, the message of this podcast is always that we've got to keep fighting for, to protect our Second Amendment rights. And just getting a in the Supreme Court decision just a month ago it has not slowed down the left. They do not give up easily. It's, it, it, it is actually, they, they don't, I don't think they see losses like conservatives do. We, we, we kind of take our tail and run and, you know, we don't want people talking bad about us and, and all those kind of things. And we, we don't have the benefits of the media on our side, but they don't, they don't get slowed down. Like I said, they, you know, they came out right after that. And unfortunately, it was led by one of my senators, John Cornyn, who I am going to continue to fight to get him primaried when he comes due in, in a few years. But the House Bill 1808 has just been released, and that is a full-out assault weapons ban. Nothing could be more unconstitutional based on the Bruin decision than what they've just said, and it is hearkening back to the 1994 assault weapon ban that was put in place back then, and essentially it is saying that any weapon that is a sem semi-automatic rifle or AR platform with a pistol brace that can accept magazines over 10 rounds, and any magazine over 10 rounds is now going to be prohibited, it will be illegal, and that it will be illegal to possess or make those types of weapons at the effectiveness date of this new bill. And there's 200 and some odd co-sponsors uh, on the bill. It just got passed through committee. Not sure when it's going to hit the floor, but it they're, they're coming full bore. And basically, you know, they're grandfathering in, you know, anything that you might have right now, but you can't, you know, you can't sell or transfer those items without going through an FFL. Not sure what about the magazines, but magazines now under this bill will be serialized and the date of the manufacturer will be put to, to demonstrate that they were made before or after this bill has been put in place. And again, it is essentially saying, you know, any AR platform, any AR uh, a pistol platform, AK, semi-automatic rifle that has, you know, pistol grip, all the other things that they, they like to throw in there about assault weapons. The possession or sale of those will be illegal. 
post the state. Now, they did this in 1994, and they were successful, so don't think it can't be done. The saving grace about the 1994 bill, if anybody remembers, was there was a 10-year sunset period. And at that 10 years, they could not get it renewed. And they've tried and tried, and here's, this is the latest attempt. And this, the, 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 the gall is the latest attempt comes right on the heels of the Supreme Court saying essentially what they're trying to do is unconstitutional. This, you know, regime is is, is amazing. You know, have you seen the video of the ATF agents knocking on the man in Delaware to, to do an inspection of, of a large firearm purchase of two weapons that were flagged? And they're just being real friendly, saying, just, all you got to do is just show them to us. We'll be gone. You know, no big deal. Trust me, you know, this is going to escalate. I'm seeing it as an FFL that the ATF and the reason, and we've, we've said this all along about everything that they're trying to do in terms of universal background checks and, and the like is they're creating lists and that's what they're doing. Now it's an FFL, you know, I am, I participate in that to, to, to do that. I try and not, I try and protect my client's information as, as much as possible, but there are requirements. If you, transfer in multiple handguns within a five-day period, there is a reporting requirement I have to I have to do. Being in Texas, since I am a border state, if you do multiple semi-automatic rifles that are magazine-fed over 22 caliber, I have to report that. And that comes on way back when, under the Fast and Furious, where all these bad dealers on the border were guilty of were supposedly, you know, trafficking guns into Mexico when actually it was federal government that was doing it and they were losing track of them. But now they put this reporting requirement in. So I encourage you that if you're um, out there and you're wanting to buy and you want to stay off the radar, do not purchase, do not transfer at least two weapons from the same dealer within five days. You can go down, you can go to, to Academy and then you can go to Bass Pro if you want on the same day and that there's no connection between those two. Or like in my case, you know, I just have my customers spread out the time that they pick up their weapons. It's it's to avoid I, me having to do it, but also to avoid them from showing up on the radar. And because again, that's the way they create a list. The way that they create these lists is when they come and inspect me, you know, they'll go through and they'll, they may look at people that have doing things frequently and they may just make notes. And I can't keep them from making notes. I can keep them from taking the 4473s from my, my place of business. That is, they, they can't do that, but they can make notes. They can track down those and they can start creating these lists. And, you know, the NFA is another list. And, you know, that's another positive, you know, Supreme Court decision that came out last year, last month. At the same time was the EPA decision that basically is trying to clip the wings of these federal agencies that have gone way rogue in terms of, of becoming, writing their own laws. Can we talk about CDC and, and things like that? And the ATF is going to be right in there crosshairs, I believe, of this, if anybody wants to actually file a lawsuit against it. But, you know, we're also looking at trying to disband the NFA process. And again, the fact that it, and for all purposes, it is, it is unconstitutional. And there is no doubt about that. So again, 
the point of this message today is the same message I always get. We have to keep fighting. We can have a big victory like we did with the Supreme Court, but that does not um, slow them down. We have to fight, fight, fight. And 1808 is out there, so you've got to contact your congressmen and your senators, and you tell them they cannot pass this. This is one where you're going to have to fight. This is extremely unconstitutional, but that doesn't keep them from passing it and putting the law. They, they can say, you know, Supreme Court, show us what you got, you know, and, um, and make make it get challenged. But, but in that meantime, though, they're going to be putting the brakes on all sale and manufacturing of assault weapons. And, you know, one of the things that that does greatly is that does threaten the security of the United States, because a lot of these companies that make the these weapons for the civilian, they also make them for the federal government. And the way they're able to, to, to keep volumes up and assure that they have, they're making sufficient enough for the federal government is being able to sell to the private sector, sector as well. And if they can't sell to the private sector and they have to rely on their federal government contracts exclusively, they're going to go out of business. And so... We will not have a ready, an elite military force because of it. There, there is so many dominoes that can fall because of this, and we could go on and on. But again, we have to keep fighting. We can't let our guard down. These people want our guns. They want to, to, and the reason they want our guns is they want to control us. All of this, everything about it, COVID, all those things, like I said, is they want to control us. And this is just another step in that process. I appreciate it. When you, if you do anything, contact your congressman and tell him 1808 has to be killed. It cannot leave the house. And contact your senator and tell him if they get any version of it, they've got to, to vote against it as well. And we have got to get America First people in office. So start donating and campaigning for these candidates so that we can take the House and the Senate in a full majority coming up in November. Thank you. Appreciate it. Share this podcast uh, with, with anybody. Get We've got to get people involved. I appreciate it. And thank you.